folks, welcome inside the Parisi Palace, high above 3773 East Broadway. This is a live edition of the Jake Feinberg Show, comedy on Power Talk. Thank you so much for making us part of your day today, wherever you are in the world. And uh, what an honor it is to bring back somebody who really is such an inspiration to me. I've never had an opportunity to take a class with her or even be with her uh, in person, but um, I know she tries so hard to make sure that other people can find their path and their purpose in life because in her mind, she knows that she was down a lot of dark alleys and a lot of interesting spaces in her life when I think she was playing roles that society says a woman should play and maybe rebelling a little bit against uh, the rules that society says you should live by. But she has really found her own niche. And, you know, while everybody does get emotional from time to time, um, really when she is grounded and when she is out of her own way, um, she is a conduit to the divine and allows information that will allow information to come through her from the heavens. And she's really a, a wonderful person that I am deeply in love with. Shira Cohen, welcome to the Jake. Fe- welcome back to the Jake Feinberg Show. Hey, Jake, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And it's also an honor for me to be here with you. And it's really nice that you reach out because, yeah, we don't know each other personally, but I feel like we know each other now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I just wanted to ask you about how you are doing, um, you know, with the, with the, the current restrictions, uh, you know, with the, the virus yeah. not not to go deep into the into definitely the, not <laughs> no 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 you know but i mean like because i respect the the um the the eastern vedic uh store the those stories deeply and i i think there's a there's a space for them and there's uh data behind yeah. it but but i i just wonder like have you just like even if you have limited classes or maybe people don't smile at you as much because they have face wear on. I mean, have you just sort of been like, well, I'm okay. My, 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 my child is okay. And, 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 you know, it's sort of just kind of coming back to what is most important in your life. Yes, definitely. I mean, I think that's, that's the case for everyone with, we're being shown what life is really about and what's really truly important and i'm really grateful for the practice of yoga because yeah for me it hasn't been difficult it's even been a blessing in one way because it gave me much more time it gave me the time to finish my book so in that sense no i'm I'm totally fine and yes there's difficulties teaching less i notice that i can easily slip more into depression and anxiety but um yeah thanks to my my practice i i keep my levels up i keep my energy up i keep my spirit up i keep my mind engaged i keep doing daily dance or walks in nature just just to keep the the mood up Absolutely. I mean, the vibration is so low. Yeah. Uh, some of that is yeah. just because of the, um, the the things that are um, prohibited at this point amongst, um, you know, culture basically has been stifled by this thing. So the vibration is 
incredibly low. I think I maybe took yeah. it for granted just the propensity of even just live music uh, across mm-hmm. the world that in itself raised vibration, but that is low. You know, I, 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 I see, you know, I, I just wonder about your third eye, like your, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, maybe the better question is this year, like, you know, when did you, can you talk about a time when, um, you learned to not attach expectations, uh, to, to anything you did? I, my first, my first, my habitual nature would be like, uh, in a different form, different life, I would say, uh, in a previous time, previous form, I'd say, okay, so what are your expectations for the upcoming year, Shira? What do you have mm-hmm. planned for the year? What are the big events, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and I realized I'm like, well, even if it wasn't COVID, even if we mm-hmm. had total freedom and we were under, I, I just say that all is kind of malarkey because it, 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 it <laughs> what happens when you start to do that, even if it's, even if you get excited, even if you're excited, it, it takes you out of the present moment and it takes oh, you, sure. you know, and it takes you into the future and then when you mm-hmm. attach expectations to it, um, you know, sometimes it'll work out. Most of the time it may not. I, but again, you, you, the point is, can you talk about in your, in your travels, in your life, you know, when mm-hmm. you started to, um, uh, if you still struggle, because I think my depression, my anxiety comes into play when I do just that, is when I start to attach expectations or things that are in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. instead of staying in the moment and then my anxiety can go up. And I just wonder mm-hmm. about if you, where you are on the path of only dealing with intentions for stuff and not attaching any expectations to exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, it, it's, it's still a practice for me. I still work on it. Um, I think the first time I became aware of it was I was quite young I was 19 or 18 and I just moved out of my parents house from Australia to Netherlands and in the space of a week like I, I was working I was in love with someone I had a home and it all happened within a week that I lost my job the guy left and the place where I was living the people wanted to change um, their roommates and so I wasn't included on the list. Oh my gosh. And yeah, and then my bike was stolen and mm. the money I'd made and been paid got stolen out of my bag. So that was a big big teaching. I was walking down the street and I sat somewhere watching the sunset and I just cried. And at one moment I just realized something. I was like, Hey, I can't lose anything else right now <laughs> And that made me really happy and it was this this realization that if you don't attach two things no one or nothing can hurt you because no one or can take anything away from you that you don't already have so it's it's been a teaching that has reoccurred in my life and even now with this covid i never planned a lot because of that first teaching so from the age of 18 i didn't really have plans or um, attach desires to any ideas or dreams that I had. I would dream them, and if they happened, great, and if they didn't, didn't matter. And it's only the last two years that I started doing my business course that I have been planning, and then like, 
created a business plan and tried to see how I could make more income. And so I think that was my biggest frustration this year because I finally started to move into that kind of um, strategic goddess archetype that I never developed in my life because of that early teaching. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, so, well, so what, tell me about this archetype. Uh, I've never heard of any, a strategic goddess. Tell me about. Okay, I, I want. I want. I want to. I, I see this in your, in your eyes, and actually, I see it in your uh, daughter's eyes even more. So please. Oh really? Yeah, oh, very yes. much. Yes, very much. She's very strategic. She always wins when we play chess or any strategic. Yes, yeah, she's got some sort of like. There's like this like fiery lightning in her. Yeah. There's something there. So. Yeah. She got it from you. Her her eyes are very. Well, she she's developed much more than me in that sector. I I so so I mean, but, but I mean, like like how hard is it to you know? Um... Well, the thing is becoming conscious of those different archetypes. So, uh, I just finished a really great book called "The Goddesses in Every Woman" by Jean Jean. What's the name? Jean. Let me look, let me look it up for. I can look, yeah. Boland. Yes. Do you know her? Uh, no, I'm not hip to it. No, no. The God in every man. But, but she talks about the different Greek goddesses. So this is Athena, the goddess of Athens. And she's a very patriarchal. There's a lot of feedback. Are you hearing it too? Um, I, I feel... No, I, you sound very good. I'm just trying to adjust the levels. Continue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, and and I've noticed that over the last year since I have a daughter, you have different archetypes, you have different qualities that we've developed throughout our life, and there's some that I totally didn't develop, so Athena was one of them, and you can see them as anything, they don't need to have these names, but you do know that you have different personality types in ourselves, in our minds, and we can choose once we become conscious of our patterns, our unconscious patterns, the more developed aspects of ourselves and the less developed ones, we can choose which one we want to initiate, which one do we want to move into. Like when I'm speaking to you now, I came more into my Hestia, my meditative calm and uh, less uh, active and aggressive, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is my Artemis, you know, the goddess of the moon and hunt, the one who goes out to get things and to be wild. So, yeah. I don't mind. I like that one too, though. I like that. Yeah, I love I love all of them. And there's some like Hera, the, the goddess, the wife of Zeus. I don't really like her, and I've never developed her, and that's probably why I'm not married. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one I need to develop still because I do see myself that's why I think I had a lot of issues with my mom because she's very Hera and I'm not and so we clash because I'm much more Artemis and I'm not for patriarchy I'm not for uh, being dependent on a relationship so yeah but it's nice when you read all this and you see this reflected back and it just makes makes you more human and makes our personal st stories more universal which is easier to accept than when it's just us alone in our poor little <laughs> struggles well i mean you feel like uh like you 
fit in or belong somewhere. You, I mean, because you, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I asked you this before, but I mean, I, I, you know, to me, does your mom maybe you guys or you know, to me, it seems like at this point, uh, like you should be not clashing with her in the sense that um, you can sit in your in your nature and yeah. and your knowledge and and be secure with that. Now, if I realize that that is not, I used to get furious with my parents because when I started my <laughs> show, I was like you know, so, um, hyped up about attaining these musicians and tracking them down on my own and then doing, you know, finding my voice. And, and yet my, Mm -hmm. it was so abstract to my parents and I had walked away from a a teaching job and, you know, my marriage was kind of falling apart basically. And, and yet, you know, Mm -hmm. I love my kids and, and I was still, but I was really basically saying, this is, I'm going to own this path and I want to do it. And I never Mm -hmm. got, the kind of uh, I don't know what I'm looking for acknowledgement but, yeah maybe they didn't understand it they they, they were like almost um, it wasn't they weren't like you know um, they don't dismiss you but right it was just it was frustrating because I wanted to you. I wanted them to see it and I and, and then yeah. and then at a certain point I was so deep into it where I didn't really need validation from them they're they're not mm-hmm. they they they, they it, i was it, basically i said you know like when i was able to get to a certain point uh i was like well i i know what i'm doing is so great and i also was getting the mm-hmm. feedback from the cats themselves about how mm-hmm. what i was doing so so somehow it, it all just sort of um that angst or need to um get some some kind of recognition from validate whatever it is that just fell away and mm-hmm. now ironically since my books have come out and i hosted a uh, a big event these 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 sort of you know signposts have come up mm-hmm. in the last you know four or five years where my parents can just sit back and say wow that's tangible like i can read the books i can see jake on youtube conducting Mm. a forum in front of 450 people i I mean Mm. you know i may never know i may not recognize the names of the cats that he's interviewing or putting out in the excerpts but this is like i'm impressed and you know my mom my mom drew drew me this huge collage painting for christmas with all these instruments on it and my books i mean it was just Mm. like so all i'm saying is like i realized like I, i i would be become like very uh I don't know. I just feel like, you know, for you not knowing and, but I can feel that like, you know, it's really disappointing for you because I, I, no, not at all. I'm not disappointed. This, this was how it was. Like I was describing my past. Now, now I totally accept my mom and she totally accepts me. We, we've understood that we're very different, but we love each other. And like you said, it's that thing continuing on your path and loving what you do and and the recognition or the acknowledgement I think it's more that you just want to be fully you fully heard fully seen and it doesn't have to be by your parents it can be by others but just being yourself in entirety right and being accepted by another person whoever that is it has to be seen by someone else 
so I mean, but you said before the idea is that, uh, like at this point, she's still not like she still believes in the in the in the patriarchal kind of stuff. I mean, you still veer into those conversations. Do you still clash about that kind of stuff, or basically? No, not so much. That. Okay, okay, no, no, that's no. beautiful. Then I mean, then uh, then then no. yeah, that's good. I mean, I mean, uh, no, not, not since a long time, but just the last time I was there, it was obviously very difficult because we me we lived in a one bedroom apartment for one year <laughs> us three with me my mum and my daughter wow. that, yeah. <laughs> so that was of course the most dark stuff is going to come up uh, the most ugly things that you both or all three of you hold comes to the table but I, I think we did really well <laughs> even in that case and and because of it a lot came to light and we we shared that and we put it all out on the table and we we ended up having those weekly family meetings so we could talk about the stuff that came up that week. And each time it would just be much more smooth and honoring and honest and respectful towards each other. So I think we did a huge healing session. It was three generations of women healing a lot of uh, domination system issues that just are inherent in in our culture they and are. society. Yes. Yeah. So I mean like what is like for like your for a partner to come into your life mm -hmm. what 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 is not like what are the the qualities qualifications Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, for for somebody to what be is, able to um to for so that you can um give and receive love i don't you know i mean it's yeah. nobody wants to be in a codependent thing but it it's one of those things where you you know i want you to i want you to i want your heart to break wide open and not even think about the <laughs> the 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 um the 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 patriarchal or the you know sort of the hierarchical oh. thing I, you know so it, what kind of man because i think that, what kind of man uh i, I want people to know He'd what have to be passionate passionate about, about what he does he has to be intelligent caring conscious awake wow clear <laughs> uh, motivated uh, ecologically and environmentally uh, aware emotionally receptive and very respecting I, well yeah I imagine <laughs> someone to be some reflection of me absolutely but at the same time very different qualities so that we can bounce off each other but definitely adventurous or at least mentally adventurous creative you know yeah, yeah i mean you know for a long time in in my own in in my intimate relationships i really um I was able to um, become very excited and aroused, but I, um, it took me, I could never allow myself permission to actually climax. And then um, mm -hmm. when I met uh, the mother of my children, um, she created a, I don't know, she gave me a sacred space to be able to orgasm and it took mm -hmm. a long time, but, but it was like one of those things where I wasn't, I was denying myself permission to um, feel 
joy? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, pleasure or, you know, mm-hmm. completion or whatever. I mean, I literally, it seemed like I could go all night. But yet, I, I, I basically... <laughs> I couldn't enjoy, yeah. Yeah, it, I couldn't get off. And I, I, I wonder about, I mean, I think you've had a lot more experience. You're more experienced than I am. Uh, and I just wonder about... The evolution I don't of, know if that's the case. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just say you start I, you started maybe early. I mean, what is what I has been? I started early, but I stopped early too. I didn't, and I only had relationships, and then I would have sex in the relationship. I didn't like those one night stand things. No, I only did that when I was very young. Okay, so that that, that, that was what, when, when can you talk about the evolution of 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 your of coming to climax in a divine union, not um, because I've talked wow. to a lot, a I, lot. I think it happened when I was very young, fifteen. I had one boyfriend, and we experimented a lot, and also that open space, and we laughed about things. So, but then I had one bad experience. I had this one night stand, and he blabbed to everyone, and that just it kind of killed my my creative expression in these intimate states so after that i don't think i really orgasmed until i had this one partner i think it's about 15 years ago and he was very um what do you call that sexually promiscuous so he tried with everyone he was not it was definitely not just in relationship with me at the time right and that was painful but at the same time he showed me things that I would never have experienced otherwise. And with him, I climaxed very easily. But I know what you mean, and I think there's a lot of guilt. And I don't know if that's a Jewish thing or if that's a, a culture thing, but I know in my family, and I think it's it's just the societies we grow up in and anywhere where there's a Judeo-Christian religions that are predominant, there's a lot of stress on not enjoying on not having pleasure that pleasure is a negative thing that right. we should feel guilty about pleasuring ourselves or each other or <laughs> enjoying anything that is sensual or sexual uh, anything that is of the senses it is sinful or it's from the lower even in the yoga communities we we say the ascetic and even emotional management it's all about mastering it's still domination it's still control and it's still suppression so it's not about expression so i think that what, what did what did that i mean talk and anxiety it comes from not being able to express whatever it is we're feeling if that is a pleasurable feeling or a joyous one or an expansive feeling or a down and and contracting one we should, I think we have become so constipated emotionally that we're walking on this tightrope and the tightrope is getting thinner and thinner. What, what are we allowed to express for emotions? It's becoming less and less. And I think that's one of the biggest issues of um, our health, our well-being, our immune system and psychology are very closely linked to the endocrine system. The endocrine system is basically controlled by our emotions. So every system in our body is controlled by the emotional expression that we we are allowed or not allowed. 
to experience and to share. Would you say that, uh, I mean, can you talk about, you know, for me, I would, I've recognized now that, um, like, as a, in the dominate, in the domineering kind of way, I don't want to be like that. I want to be able to um, give um, uh, the, I want to give pleasure to uh, my partner partner. until, I mean, you know, until they have already, they've, they've climaxed and orgasmed at least once before I even uh, go into, uh, (laughs) you know, and and like, I I realize like that is the, the most sacred way of alignment where a lot of guys, you know, like, let's just, you know, they're interested in just getting off, getting off or, you know, they, they, or they assume that, that even like in my case, I was, I was, you know, sexually, you know, involved in the actual act itself, but I was, um, not even getting myself off, but I was uh, unwilling to, um, give myself permission. Part of it is also like, I just wonder when you talk about the guy talked about your experience to a lot of people, the second guy, and that was trauma. Mm -hmm. Was that, it didn't seem like the actual act of, of intimacy of intercourse was, was the hard part. It was, it was that he, he, he gossiped about it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. He just told the whole school (laughs) and about how, how I was, how I expressed myself. So that, that just killed it for me. And then you feel totally inhibited to express yourself. And I didn't realize, I didn't connect those dots. I just didn't have sex for a long time after that. I think about five, four years maybe. After that situation, and then after that, I wasn't expressive in my love making. And, and then it was easy for me to do the yoga and the meditation and go into that world and not be part of a partnership and not I, I could easily negate my my senses that that's easy for me for me the hard job is and I think a lot of yoga people do this or spiritual people do this they they do what they're already inclined to do that is again developing that as aspect of yourself that is already developed going more into that side whereas the sensual side and and the the senses also they are part of ourselves and they are just as important as the mental and rational and thinking and creative process if we can't be sensual if we don't nourish the senses there's no way we have enough creative juice to to create beautiful things into this world so both literally but also psychologically emotionally absolutely mentally. i mean don't yeah. isn't it fair to say though that uh, i mean being uh, excited um is very helpful to orgasm and and this this guy who came along and was very promiscuous i mean what what was it that made it so easy for you to to climax with him was it just because you were very excited uh, because he 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 no, was... no, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he just had a lot of experience and tried lots of women. That's all he did. He just made love and had sex. and So he was, he was very experienced in what he was doing. And it was just an exploration with me for him. But, but also he, he had no heirs. So that put down my guard as well. 
You know, when someone has no superiority above you, Absolutely. it makes a huge difference. There, there was no barriers. So that lets you just be who you are too. <laughs> so, I mean, is this something that like, um, you know, you w- would be helpful for, not helpful. I mean, do you, do you think that you are, the, do you have the ability um, to um, bring somebody else into your into your life and to have a I mean I haven't really I don't think uh, you know for me I, I have a lot of I can feel this year coming up is is going to be an amazing year for me in a lot of different ways because I still am you know interested in um, exploration and experience and I'm unattached and and I just you know and I'm not worried I'm not anxious about it now I, I will say a relationship a domestic relationship is something that I am not overly excited about and uh, <laughs> you know just because I, I I am inherently kind of uh, in my I like to be alone a lot and so I just mm-hmm. wonder if like well, yes, you may get lonely, I mean, or, you know, you may want to have a partner. I mean, it's, it, to me, it seems like you you get bored of, of men very quickly. So I, I wonder if, if, <laughs> if, if you think that... I get, I get bored of everything very quickly. Yeah, I know. You're a very insatiable person. You have a ap- very large appetite for everything. But uh, yes. but then when you get full of something, you just don't want anything to do with it, you know? And, and so I... No, I, that's, not, that's not true. The The... The book that I've been writing for the last two years has taught me something else, which I never developed again. (laughs) My, it, it was just to keep going, even though you know, I always love to start a project. I'm really good. I have wonderful ideas. I have lots of enthusiasm in the beginning, but then that fire runs out. And and through the book, I just, it was so important for me to write it that I really learned to develop, again, this strategic person, huh, the attainer. But also I think this Hera came out because I had to marry myself. I had to marry my logical mind and my creative mind, the emotional side of myself, to make this project come alive and really come into reality. Because without those two sides, without the, the continual, okay, now we're going to sit down and we're going to do this from this time to this time and every week until it's finished. So I really got those two things going. No, I definitely think I am much more patient and much more open. Also, since having a child, I've had to, to really slow down, shift the gears into another gear absolutely and and I'm, I'm totally willing I am now up for it but that's also because I've lived a full life and now I'm <laughs> I'm willing to slow down <laughs> and and I think it's more important I've come to realize through all all that I've learned all my experiences and all the the groups of people I've lived with the experiences I've had in in different life situations what I realize what it all boils down to is relationship why, why the hell are we here to have relationships? And, and of course, the best ones are the ones that go deeper. Like I notice now 
the people I turn to now, the people who are still there for me, it's family. Even if it's not always great, we're there for each other. And, and yeah, I think I've, I've only just opened up to the idea in the last year that I would like a relationship. So for sure, it will happen. <laughs> yeah, I think. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't burn through a person like that. It's different. I have much more patience through that project of the book. You see what comes, what fruits arise. And even if the book isn't a number one bestseller, that doesn't matter. It's, it's the development that I experience, the relationship I have to self that makes it worthwhile. I, I am, I don't mean to, uh, I mean, I am 42. I, I, I don't believe you are, I believe you're a similar age to me. So I, I think that um, you are, you've lived a lot of experiences, but you have many chapters left to live in your life. I mean, do you believe that, um, do you believe that there, you have, do you want to conceive more children? No. <laughs> No, I'm 46 nearly, so no, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, you could still, you could still conceive, though. No, no, no. I could, but why would I? The world is full of people already. I think it's enough. We're 7.8 billion, nearly nine. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Like my daughter said, she said it to me the other day. If I want to have kids, I'm going to adopt. There's enough kids on the planet already, or people, and it's true. So I don't, I don't, and I don't want to go through it again. Why would I do that to my body, to my mind? I have, I have other dreams. I'm making children. My book was a child and the programs, I've just created a new program, the yoga teachers class, which is all yoga philosophy, Ayurvedic psychology and shadow work through emotions. So that's going to be a one year program that I want to do with, with seasoned yoga practitioners and teachers so these kinds of things are my children and they need a lot of time too and I wouldn't want to bring a child into the world and not give them the full time that I had for my first child my daughter but if you mean it's possible though if you ha if you found a a partner that you <laughs> felt was very are you are you proposing are you <laughs> no, what I'm no, what I'm saying is this is the ultimate. Um, what you've been talking about is the the divine masculine, the divine feminine. Is that you find mm -hmm. someone that is of the right temperament, and then all of a sudden you you have a baby, yeah. but 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 the man no, the man stays I home to take it. care of the man I stays the, the man stays home just for the planet. The planet, but I mean, adopt. Yeah, okay. So you're it's, you're talking about your daughter wants yeah, to adopt to take off to take cats that are that are neglected, as opposed to bring the, their own life into the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me, I mean, you know, I I have to tell you, I mean, I know you have um, you 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 talk about seasoned practitioners mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. you know uh, people that have been around the block a few times. Um, <laughs> yogically, but I just wonder about, um, uh, you know, the last three months since my third book came out, um, it's really mm -hmm. interesting because, you know, my first book came out and people were like, you know, some I based on the fans that, I mean, I've been doing all the publicity myself and uh, a lot of my, uh, you know, a lot of fans bought that first book and then I, I wrote a second book uh, mm -hmm. that was different than the first and 
and that also drew some attention. But then the third book, when I do these solicitations, it's really interesting because a lot of people are like, holy crap, three books in a year? They're like, I haven't even bought the first one yet. So then there's this like <laughs> snowball effect where like all three, like the last three months I've been this like Jewish peddler just like soliciting, you know, basically saying to people on Facebook, you know, listen, I know you've enjoyed free content for eight years. Yeah. I've been driving content for eight years and, yeah. um, and I've been giving and giving and giving. And if you dig what, if you dig this stuff, then please, I want to receive your love. Please buy the books, you know, please acquire mm -hmm. these books. And you know what? I mean, mm -hmm. I know it's the holiday season. It's a good time because a lot of people have, uh, Amazon gift cards or whatever, you know, they, 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 they've been following, I mean, I have 8,000 combined friends and followers on Facebook. So I've built up quite a following. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has, it, it's not, it's, it's not a job where you sit at a desk. I mean, I can put in an hour of private messages and you know, Shira, uh, yeah. I've had pretty amazing, uh, success. I mean, you know, averaging around 70 sales, 70 books a month between the three. Wow. And, wow, good. Well, I mean, it's good until you like are like, you know, it's twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine, and then Bezos takes his cut, and KDP yeah. takes their cut. You know, after a while, it's kind of. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I want the stuff out there. I love yeah, the exactly. fact that it's being printed. It's not and even about the money. It isn't about it. And I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, at a certain point, you know, because you mentioned to me, you're like, I want to see if I can find a publishing house. I mean, yeah. ha has that materialized? Can you talk about that? I haven't had time. I haven't had You're time. You're just working on finishing the book. And then now I've spent some time doing the introduction, which I think needs to be really spot on so that people get into it and understand what the book is about because right. it's, it's quite deep, but at the same time it's trying to bring it into a light, uh, light experience. So, yeah. And then I've just been busy with with changes and what else was I doing my website was down and I've oh, it's just been a little bit of a hassle so tell <laughs> me tell month. me let's just talk through it tell me about the introduction tell me about what it says and the clarity because I think that the most important thing is that this book can be relatable to uh, neophytes and also seasoned people so let's go through mm -hmm. the in introduction so we can I want to get I want to get some clarity on it. <laughs> you want me to read it? No, oh. I just think I, I love, I, I mean, we don't, I don't, this is not the forum for it, but you are like, oh. when I open the the faucet, it's like with you and infra, knowledge, it just flows, comes out of you. I could listen to you talk for hours about Ayurvedic stuff, but it's like, you don't want to go over people's heads in an introduction, you know? And no, it, exactly. You know, for me, exactly. it was 10 so years of... I'm keeping it very simple. What yeah, I why don't you, why don't you read, can you read it? Um, if you want. It's a bit messy. No, because I just... It's still messy. It I thought it was ready. I thought it was already birthed. I thought this was birthed. <laughs> oh, yeah, birthing. I mean, birthing is, a, no, the process of birthing is messy, but then once the baby is there, they clean it, they cut the umbilical cord, and then you hold it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, or what's so? Give me a little gist of it, and and not get too deep in the weeds. But how is it relatable? How is it? How is it? For me, you know, mm -hmm. the way that my books are structured is that these are, um, you know, I'll, there's some of my poetry and writing, but most of it is 
thematic chapters and then uh, and then taking excerpts from all the interviews I've done and, and putting them in those chapters. So uh, an ophthalmologist who's an avid music fan called me and he he said, mm-hmm. you know, man, he goes, I don't necessarily recognize all the names on the pages, even though he treats a lot of musicians who are who used to be great sight readers, <laughs> but now they have like cataracts and things. But he's like, mm-hmm. I can just read, open up to any portion of the book when I'm fading off to bed at night and I just want to relax and I can read one excerpt and it, it mm-hmm. t- puts me into a beautiful state or in the morning people wake up and they're looking for inspiration to play their tabla drums or to mm-hmm. write music and they can just open to any page and read an excerpt about love or leadership and it, they become inspired. So in essence, yeah, it's a, it's like, it's not a deep, I think with you, you are so you know you're you're you are ensconced in and love in love with the with the intellectualism of these these writings and this history and it's um, no 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 that's how it was i revised the well, whole book no no so what i'm saying is it's all i'm saying is i am not saying the book i'm just saying it mm-hmm. how 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 you i think that the 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 needle you have to you are trying to thread is making it relatable to all people not not necessarily all people, but anyone could read it. Yeah, if they. Of course, read. there you go. You see, yeah. there, right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's let, let's get a Cliff Notes version of it. I'd love to hear. I want to hear about it. <laughs> this is. I've been waiting <laughs> so long. I've been waiting so long to hear your voice again. So I call you. You know, you're you're like I can't answer every call, Jake. <laughs> What is a Cliff Notes version? Well, I mean, you you don't want to read the intro because it's messy. But I mean, yeah. it, like, let's just talk. Can you can you okay, talk? Look, look, yeah. I'll just read the first paragraph. Yeah, just riff off the top. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're all wired for freedom, belonging, and wholeness. It's our true nature and birthright. Everyone's life is a journey to reclaiming our potential well-being and purpose, consciously or not. And our ability to do so depends on our access to the knowledge and the practices and our ability or sorry and being able to navigate and hold the universe of emotions within ourselves. Both the rough and tumble of our lives and the vast expanse of freedom, passion and connection. So this is how it just starts. Can you can you read it? Can you read it one more? I want to hear it again. Can you read it one more time? Sorry, my eyes are going. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> unbelievable! Since two years, my eyes are going. Your eye? What do you mean your eyes are going? Well, I can't read small writing anymore. Well, this is a big problem when you're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that was very no, beautiful. That was I so. But I mean, that was a very. I mean, I want to go a little bit deeper. I guess you know I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but I mean that is. Okay. That's pulling me right in. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Shira, but I want to hear more, you know? You want to get people in, so where's this going? This is interesting, but where are we going? So then, then I just want to explain what my journey as a therapist is, so to give the, the professional uh, perspective. My students or clients who come to me with certain chronic illnesses or just pains or struggles, mental and emotional, and that how when they start to work with their emotions that it's the missing link I think or I've seen once we start to speak about feeling and senses and sensual 
sensations, expression, embodying a fuller aspects of self. It just loosens so much up and a lot of chronic illnesses and all these autoimmune things, everything that's being developed the last, I would say, five decades, right. fibromyalgia and all these things that can't be explained or they don't have answers for when we're looking through the allopathic lens have a lot to do with the fact that we're not connecting the dots and I believe that emotions are that bridge the bridge between the body and the mind it's visceral it's something we feel in the body but at the same time it moves like the mind so it's this bridge between the two and that when we start to learn the the spectrum so I've made this thing that I really enjoy in the book it was the creative process of writing how one end of the spectrum is shame and the other end is arrogance and in between you have confidence and and happiness and enthusiasm friendliness openness so we have for each chakra we have different spectrums of the emotions and when you start to see where you are on the spectrum you can understand am i deficient am i excessive so this is again using the ayurvedic principles and so you bring it back into balance through choosing the right practices so I've it's a very practical guidebook, but in the beginning, the first, first four chapters just explain about emotions, about yoga, Ayurveda, healing, what is wholeness, and the five different bodies, so the mental, physical, psychological, the spiritual, and the physiological, which is our energy body, and how the emotions connect these five bodies. And so if we work with emotions, we can prevent illness. We can prevent all these things like cancer, autoimmune diseases. We can hear when we're getting sick long before we get sick because mm -hmm. the emotion is already telling us. Yes. Hours or days or weeks before. Have you been to India before? Yes, many times. Can you talk about bathing in the... In the uh, in Ganga? The, yes. <laughs> That's kind of my 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 dream uh, is is to, is to go there someday and do that. But it's beautiful. I, I really so I feel beautiful. like you you know. Um, I've sat next to the Ganga many times, and I in the beginning I didn't even have that reverence. I wasn't, you know, I, yoga was for me just doing the asanas, getting perfect alignment, knowing more and more, going to all the classes, and. Um, but I would sit next to the Ganga sometimes just because I love nature and I love hearing water running and I would just cry and I didn't know if it was tears of happiness or sadness. And then I went back, I think just before my daughter, I think I've been about seven or eight times. And with my daughter, we've been three times. And even before, just before my daughter, I knew what it was. It was just this feeling of being very connected to all of life the good the bad the ugly the, the the enormously gorgeous and just letting it flow through you and that is also sense and sensual and and being being real being all of it feeling all these things you know when you when you think about all that we love music dancing art jokes making love it's all coming from an emotion it's our passion 
when our emotions are running deep and high and fully expressed, it's passion. And this is what I love about French people and French culture. I lived in France for a very long time and they're very passionate. You know, we can be expressive and, and you're not frowned upon. It's not something that's, that there's something wrong with you. So, do you feel like, yeah, um, no, I think it's, I just, you're just really waxing poetic right now. I mean, I, first of all, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, see, I love your vibe when you, do, do you feel like that, like, um, the book is a little bit, mm, I mean, to me, I wouldn't want to just keep riffing on things that, I think are true or that I know are true in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I can incorporate and sprinkle in introductions that, uh, I mean, again, three books came out in a year, but it was like basically, uh, the, um, moment of conception was 2011. And mm -hmm. in January of this, of 2021, I'll be entering my second decade. So it was, t I was pregnant for 10 years and I birthed, wow. and I birthed triplets. So, I mean, over time mm -hmm. I was able to accumulate content that mm -hmm. to me fit together in some kind of puzzle along mm -hmm. with, uh, people like yourself, you know, my guests and how they articulated very, very, um, heady stories about, uh, you know, the, the, the mind, body, and spirit. And, and I just, you know, do you, did you make a conscious effort to try to incorporate testimonials from your clients, uh, or, and then I guess a subset from that is, um, what do you believe? I mean, I know that just the flow of my books is very unorthodox. Um, so many of the people that are in there are, um, incredibly titanic musicians but often accompanyists so they haven't necessarily been heard from and if they have mm. the content that's in these books is totally revelatory for most people who know these people mm. so there is some singularity which i which i believe is the ultimate success i believe that someone like yourself has already met success because you are not only divine but you are singular unique and you have tried to cut above the morass of all the other teachers out there and so in this book, what do you believe makes it singular? Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, there. What makes your book, in your mind? I mean, you probably did some research for it. Um, I did a lot of research. Yeah, I think it's That's so. I mean, I think it, it, it's straddling that that line of passion relationships yeah, well, and and the way, and the way it's written is very poetic or a lot of prose well can we hear i mean i just would can you give me a little taste i just want to taste <laughs> a little little poetry because you are a poet yeah well i can't just i can't just taste. yeah no i just i i i i want to find you a pair of glasses so you can read a little bit of the poetry <laughs> so yeah it's okay. What 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 do you think? Are you looking for authority? Is that what you're asking? Uh, I'm. You know what it is. I'm just looking for singular. Like what would what in your mind? Because you've obviously read, you you've done research. You want to make sure that what you're writing about is. Um, I mean, it's not a doctoral thesis, but you don't want to you know copycat and and all of a sudden someone's like, no, oh yeah, other people have other people have already written tons of books on that stuff. So what makes this? 
what what is, makes this different without you know you having to go into some kind of insane uh, you know putting yourself into a pretzel to try to make it different? What what flows? Or oh no can... no, no but you, it's nothing pretzely at all. I know it's I not. Mean, no no, and what that's what I'm trying to get at is what is the organic singularity okay, so, of Shira so Cohen's book? The first four chapters are written very prose, but at the same time they are full of research. So there's a lot of footnotes. There's a lot of right. people who want to go deeper, like, okay, where's she getting this from? So I've done a lot of research in all the PubMeds, trying to connect it even for skeptics, um, how emotions are just energy in motion and that energy, what is energy, if we look at it from a physicist perspective, it is the movement from... Um, potential to actuality so this is why emotions are so powerful then when we get to the chapters of the chakras it's all very practical then we get to looking at the difference if you want to know the difference between this book and others it's because it's all based on the ayurvedic system okay there's a lot of books on emotions but that it's just they give you a practice or they tell you what to do but they don't explain why and some people like me who are very fiery we need to know the why i know you're so for, fiery for yeah ourselves. yes yeah to, to believe why should we even do this why i know even i know so i there, know yeah. there is a there is a lot of explanation for those kinds of minds why would this work and why are you right and then so each chapter has the deficient and the excessive so how do we get ourselves back in balance very quickly? We don't need to do a one and a half hour practice. We can use a five minute breathing technique or we can use this mudra or we can use this meditation or I can do some journaling depending on what I feel like, what I need, what I'm inclined to or which part of the spectrum I'm on. So it's very simple, easy to access. You don't need to read the whole book. You can just go straight to the where am I on the, the spectrum? What emotion am I feeling? What emotion do I want to feel because I have this and this to do or just because I want to get into a state of flow or I want to start creating? Whatever it is, you know, we have access to our own resourcefulness, but we don't know how. We've been taken, it's been taken away over the last 5,000 years, all our knowledge, all the knowledge that was passed down from healers and mothers and grandmothers we knew how to heal ourselves. We don't need anything else but connection, nature, plants, and, and knowledge. But it's been taken away, and now we're bombarded with lots of crap information about nothing. So You recognize yeah. that, I mean, it's called brainwashing. So, I mean, the, the idea... Yeah. That... yeah, but there's more than brainwashing going on. Now it's not just brainwashing. Now it's just uh, fill those brains with so much crap that people are just stunned. And, and there's no space and like I said last time I've had so many young women and even men coming to my classes who already have had two burnouts and they're not even 25 years old so people are just so frazzled they're frazzled they're, by I mean but but yeah. but it's 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 because they are being they're being shep they're not they're being yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like i mean why why are they i guess what i'm saying is this i understand i remember being a junior in college and saying you know my god what have i done what am i doing with my life what have i accomplished as a human being and i started to put a lot of pressure on myself and panic attacks ensued from that that was in 19 
98. But I mean, okay. when you talk about burnout, I mean, mm-hmm. what is it that, um, because burnout, burnout is, I think I told you last time, it's just, there is nothing left in your batteries, not emotionally, not mentally, not psychologically, not physiologically or physically. So that there is no inspiration. And I think, and just I let me, let me ask you, cause I mean, I want to, this is very important. Um, yeah. how, cause that, that. I feel that sometimes, but it's never, yeah. I have this vast resonance. You can tell, you can tell the difference. So a burnout, this is what I don't like and which I discovered in Australia yes. in one of these books, was that burnout just means uh, adrenal fatigue. But if you go to a medical professional, he will say there's no such thing. Like it's not a classified uh, disease or dysfunction or condition. But that is the state. Your adrenals are just exhausted because you're in a constant state of low stress, okay? Whether that's psychological, physical, whatever. doesn't matter. Your adrenal glands are pumping adrenal, adrenaline all the time. So they are just finished. And because they are very foundational, this is another thing I explain in the book. I also get down to all these linking the physiological with the mental and the psychological and the physical body each time in each chakra so that you understand if you want to how your hormones are affecting your emotions and how your emotions are affecting the tissues in your bodies and why that would create a disease or health and so when the when the adrenal system goes down it's the very foundation of the whole endocrine system if you look at it ayurvedically because they are connected to trust and distrust okay so if if we're not trusting there's no way we can heal or grow or even just rest and digest absolutely we are not absolutely in state. absolutely that's so then the whole adrenal system or sorry the endocrine system is out of whack which will cause any other number of diseases this is what candace pert in her famous book the molecules of emotion has written about and explained in great detail how emotions affect every system and that's why you have this study that's been around I think about 50 years but it's still not very well known it's the psycho-immuno-neuro-endocrinal system how they are so linked that you can't actually tell the difference anymore and this is this is what science has to come to terms with the medical establishment I mean not science so much but um that there is no distinction between body and mind and they can't let that go because that's what their whole money-making business is based on that we need these chemicals but it's not just the chemicals we need physical contact we need social connections we need love we need acceptance we need that acknowledgement and feeling significant we need our sensual emotions we are human we are beings we are social <laughs> so it is that whole thing that we need people okay? are bur- people so so, so when, when a 25 year old do i have adrenal fatigue you can look in the, in the in the mirror and you will see most people who have quite dark brown skin around the eyes they are definitely very um burnt out and I know a lot of people who are on antidepressants uh, for 20, 30 years, they have these, this dark skin around the eyes. And they are actually just misdiagnosed. If their adrenals had been addressed and, and their social network and 
allowing them to just rest because adrenal fatigue or the burnout doesn't just have to be for people who have high pressure stressful um, jobs it can be just a single mom who is constantly feeling under pressure whether that is just a psychological pressure of her own feelings of inadequacy to meet those demands each time or the actual physical stress of her life or his life can be anyway. That's why you need a divine partner to take care of these things that will Yeah, but even sometimes when you have a divine partner, if they are also under this kind of pressure, it's just hard. I think I think humans we're just being also shepherded into a system that makes sure we're under constant pressure. I don't know if that's a conscious choice or not. I agree. I no, but so. I also I I, I I don't judge anything. I I, I have no. I have been on antidepressants for a long time. They're very functional for me. I don't have big dark bags under my eyes. But no, it's at not the, bags. It's not the bags. Not bags. But no, what I'm saying, you know what it is? This is this is what I I, 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 I I really want to get you a pair of eyeglasses, but the thing is that I <laughs> I wanna like you know, for me, I guess um you know in doing these uh, books, I've had to be pushy with people, and and a lot a lot of people will give me a thumbs up. Like even the third, I didn't finish my story before. Like this is very common, but um, third book comes out, and I'll get these people who give me like an emoji, like a thumbs up, okay, and 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 mm-hmm. after the third emoji, after the third book, I I write a very snappy response to that. I say. Please, I said, if you enjoy my content, then support my show. Thumbs up means yeah. this is this is the part, this is what sets people up. Thumbs up doesn't mean anything, okay? Yeah. And so they fire they fire back at me and they say, "How dare you? they get all pissed pissed off?" And you know what? <laughs> the point is, I just say I say, "Well, at least I got your attention." And so you have <laughs> you know you have I, I mean we're both very fiery people, and so I think that you know for the idea that. My feeling is this: I, I, I. What you say is true, and what mm-hmm. you say has relevance, and what you say is so important. And it's like, and yet I also feel that because we are bombarded with all this information, and because Western Ayurvedic stuff. Uh, Understanding is different than Eastern, right? I mean, that's why you go to India because that's this, those are the that's where the 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 texts are but from. It's, it's it's actually very simple. And, but and what I'm saying is, like, I mean, I mean, how yeah. how how are you? Like, I want to know again. This is attaching expectations, which is what I said we wouldn't do. But how? <laughs> I guess my point is this: I am I, I no more. I, I say to people, no more free lunch. Okay, don't give mm-hmm. me the emojis, you know, support the program. And so like mm-hmm. how this when you do decide to come to my publisher, which I know you will, and, <laughs> and publish your book. I mean, and and you know, how are you going to uh balance between this um naturopathic uh, philosophy and this ability to that we have all this available to us right in nature to heal ourselves? Um, versus the fiery um, Shira that that is so intoxicating. How do you balance those two in order to drive not sales, but just drive people to be able to open the book and be inspired by the book? 
because I don't think it, it, it's you know what I'm saying like it's 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 one of those things if you build it they will come I can see that mm. after three books people it's like you know for the people that have their open heart and they're not just taking a free lunch they're like oh I'm gonna buy the first book okay but but that's after and you, you know but so how are you gonna balance between the 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 natural credo of your entire ex- who you, what you stand for and what you believe in which is true versus having to be a little bit punchy in order to get people's attention mm-hmm. well I think I think they, they go hand in hand I don't think it's one versus the other and this is again a case of where you would use um use different aspects of yourself again this is where i i've cultivated qualities that weren't developed in myself can you give an example can you give an example well like i said i was always impatient i was the wild free one when i wanted to do something i would do that you still are like that i'm still like that but i I rein it in much more because i trample over people or i hurt people's feelings or people don't understand yeah i like that though i I think that's great i think that you know i don't think your your feelings i I mean you're hurt how how do you hurt people's feelings you're telling them what they they need to hear sometimes getting a punch in the nose it it wakes people up but i mean feelings what is feelings you can do it in a diplomatic way you can do it in a way that benefits both me and them I'm gonna. This is this is what I learned through the book and through having a child, that I had to develop much more um, uh, patient, kind, open, not as judgmental, not so quick to jump the gun. Uh, these qualities, uh, diplomatic, knowing when to say what. I'm not there yet. I'm still working on that, but I notice it even for my work. Last, I posted something in um, our city we have a yoga teachers Facebook group and I posted something very controversial there was um, doesn't matter what it was but basically a lot of people were very angry with me and told me to take it down and what the hell was I doing and da 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 and it felt like being stoned you know like in the olden days they would stone a witch and so I realized afterwards I talked to some people and then my auntie told me why people would be so upset and then I said okay I'm sorry so I wrote a whole apology post and explained but at the same time I said we shouldn't be stoning each other and if I say something that is out of order just reflect it back to me we are human and we are here to to teach each other no one knows everything and I was in the wrong but I will not be silenced so it's finding that balance of how can you still speak your truth and, and open people's eyes to certain things they don't want to see without it being too painful? Because we're not here to hurt anyone. We don't want to, there is enough pain and distrust and fear already. So that is definitely not my intention. How can I speak about wanting to heal the world if I'm, I'm freaking people out at the same time? It, it's very contradictory. And that's when you learn to use these different aspects of yourself so that's another thing I really love about my book is for each chakra I've spoken about a goddess and I chose the goddesses obviously because our world has enough hero stories already we need some heroine stories so for each chakra I've, I've explained the female expression of that journey 
through developing themselves when they were young and innocent and playful and careless to when they become someone who is empowering or cleansing or whatever their quality is as a goddess. So that was also a really nice thing and it, it showed me in when you see a story or hear a story, read a story, you reflect back how you also have gone on that journey or are going through that journey at the moment. So I think that's a very powerful way. We've lost our, our storytellers and the only way we still connect to that most people is through films. So, yeah, it's a very Well, I mean, yeah, but, the, you know, I, I, I guess that's what, you know, that my, I've dedicated my entire program to story, you know, for people to, to, to extract stories, stories from other people. And I think that, you know, yeah. um, anyway, I, I, you know, we, we have to do set three, Shira. I mean, this is just, mm. you, I really mm. absolutely, and I know you're just getting started. I can feel like you're just ramping up right now. And I'm really, uh, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm really good if we end here. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it is late. I, you know, I, 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 I really, uh, you are just, you, 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 I mean, I know that you are, um, I, I think that also, um, just recognizing that, um, you know, you are actually just trying to, um, change yourself. Uh, and that is all, all, all you can, you know, you really have no ability, uh, to, um, affect change, uh, in others. Uh, you can only hope that through your, your vibe and your essence that, that, you know, and that's what I've learned over time. And I, and I, and I know that you are really cultivating that and it makes me, um, uh, I'm very, I love you very much here. And I, I want you to have a lot of, and I don't want you to be hard on yourself. I want you to have quote unquote success. Um, and also recognize that we, people like us are in the minority. So the gravitational pull is so heavily downward against our kinds of um, beliefs and what needs to be vital for society that the, the idea of fatigue, I don't burn out or just the heaviness of it um, is real. Mm-hmm. And I, and mm-hmm. I, and I, so I recognize that and I always want mm-hmm. to um, help keep bringing you higher up because um, you are much You've, you have an incre- a lot of s- s- very strong powers that um, I, I just have a lot to learn from you. So I, 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 I want you to have a lot of success, and I also want you to um, I want you to love yourself. Oh, thank you, Jay. All right, and, yeah. uh, and we'll... Thank uh, you, and I wish, I wish the same for you. That's very sweet. It's very, really sweet. And, well, because I'm yeah. trying to do the same thing, you know, and I, I have... Yeah. I, I, I have... I'm on my path, but I also, um, we're all on a path. That's why we're here. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I will, but I mean, there's plenty of cats that, that I, but I will say, I mean, to find your purpose yeah. is a lot of people that, that wake up that never find it. So the fact that no, you, but they're, they're on the journey too, they just don't know it. And that's why they're so afraid because they have no idea. But I think this is what the whole COVID thing is, is causing everyone to wake up whether they want to or not. And most of them are still in the, the denial stage. And that's why why there's so much heaviness, because they don't want to see. And, and we call that in, in Sanskrit, we call that tamas. When the mind stays dull, there's ignorance. And people want to stay in that ignorance. It's a very heavy 
um, quality of mind and it's very hard to move people out of tamas. I work with a lot of tamasic people, people who are bipolar and long-time depression, like heavy depression and, and suicidal tendencies. So there's a lot of tamas there and they don't, they don't see the light or they see it very briefly or it feels like a very far away place. So I know the qualities and this is what's playing now. And and sometimes we have to give over to those tamasic qualities. When you're in anxiety, you have too little tamas. So the mind has no heaviness. And that is when you are allowed to sleep more because it will bring you down. And this is how Ayurveda makes things very simple. Okay, Like increases and unlike decreases. So when you're out of balance, knowing what the balance is, where you are, you very easily can switch into back into a balanced state. Regulation. I love okay, you, Shira. Jay- I, I I have to go. I have another interview. Yes. So let let let's just uh, in the in the new year, let's do part three, okay? Okay, fine by me. Okay. This is wonderful to talk with you. It's always good to hear your Take voice. Care. Much love to you. Have a wonderful new year. Yeah, you too, okay? And thank you. Bless you, Bye friend. Bye to everyone. Bye. Bye. We'll be back with Britt Gauvet on the other side right after this. Mm-hmm. 